You're listening to The Sigrun Show, episode number 453. In this episode, I talk about how you can save a failing launch and also how to make sure your next launch is even better. Sooner or later, it happens to all of us, those of us who are building online businesses and using launches to sell our programs. A launch is just not going your way. Maybe you've launched successfully before, but then there comes along a launch that is just not up to your expectations. Or you're launching for the first time and it's just not what you hoped for. You might be in the middle of a launch right now when you're listening to this episode, or you're planning a launch, or you've just had a launch that feels like it was a failure. In all of these cases, this episode is for you. Before we dive in, I want to share this amazing review Marta left on Apple Podcast. Sigrun's podcast always brings so much value. It's easy to listen to and has made a huge difference in my business. There's a lot of tips that are easy to process and apply, and it's always a great inspiration. I've been a subscriber from the very beginning. I love sharing my business experience with you and give you actionable tips that you can immediately implement in your online business. If you appreciate my content like Marta, let me know by taking a minute and leaving your review on Apple Podcasts. If you don't know how to leave a review, hop on over to the show notes at signal.com forward slash 453 for further instructions. It was my first real launch. I had joined a launch program, so I was learning from one of the best how to launch. And I was so excited to have 600 signups for my webinar. I don't remember the show up rate, but I remember a lot of people being there and being eager and excited to learn from me. And I taught my content and then I went over to the pitch and then something happened that I did not expect. Nobody bought. I couldn't believe it. Nobody bought on the webinar. The next day, one person bought. The third day, no sales. And then I knew something was seriously wrong. From 600 people, only one person bought. I was in the middle of my open cart and it was time for a turnaround. And that's what you can do too if you're in the middle of a launch right now. So what did I do? I decided to talk to people. Yeah, I know. Crazy, right? I realized my mistake. I had not really asked people what they wanted before I went into this launch. And that was my big mistake. But I had all these people still in front of me. They were still opening up my emails. So something was right. I had the hunch that they still wanted to talk to me, learn from me and buy from me, but just not the program that I had tried to sell to them. Now, luckily I had not created this program. You should always sell before you create. And then at least you have saved that time. So what did I do? I decided 
to offer people an online business breakthrough call. Initially, I thought I would talk to 20 people. So I sent out an email, talked about everything I had learned in online business so far in terms of like how much my email list had grown, how much money I'd made. This was in my first year of business and this was my ninth month. When I look back now, it wasn't a lot that I had achieved, but you only have to be two steps ahead of your ideal client. And that's exactly what I was. I was two steps ahead of these people and they were impressed by what I had achieved so far. So when I said at the end of this email, you can book your complimentary online business breakthrough session, people were booking like crazy. The first 20 session flew out. So I decided to add more and more. So over the next two, three days, I was adding more sessions and more people were booking. At the end, 90 people booked. And that's when I closed it off. I thought, oh, that's enough. I was fully booked with those free sessions for over three weeks. And things started to happen as I spoke to people and I was really wanting to deliver value to them. And at the end of the call, I said, would you like to know how to work with me? And they said, yes. And I offered a one-on-one coaching package instead of the online course that I had wanted to sell originally. This turnaround resulted in me earning $55,000 in the next 90 days. And if I just look at the open card period of four weeks, it was 27,000. Yes, you can save a launch in the middle of the launch. You do that by figuring out what people want from you. That is an essential step. And what can you do to prevent this from happening is to actually talk to people before you go into the launch. So I made it a habit, and this is what I also teach my clients, is to survey my community, both existing clients and also those who are my ideal clients. They're on my email list or they follow me on social media. And I survey them and I ask them, what is their biggest challenge right now when it comes to starting or scaling an online business to six and seven figures? And they tell me, and then I know how to speak to them and I know what products to create. And once you have some clients, they will tell you what they want. That's how Mastermind Retreat Iceland was created because some people asked for it. So if you are in the middle of the launch and you think you have already done your research upfront, you know that people want this program, you possibly already sold it before. Then it's also important to talk to people. So what we do in launches where we feel, okay, we're possibly not going to offer 90 free online business strategy sessions. What can we do instead? As soon as you open cart, you start to create a hot list of people who are opening and clicking to the sales page. So they're obviously interested you start to then notice if they are continuing opening and clicking. If you haven't created a hot list already on day one, 
you created on day three, two or three or whatever you feel like things are slowing down. But ideally, you start from day one of OpenCart to create that hot list. This is a list you get from your email software. And you can also look at the people who are interacting with you the most. Inside a Facebook group, if you're using a pop-up Facebook group or existing free Facebook group for your launch, you can take a note. Who is commenting? Who is asking questions? Who is showing up? If you are using a Zoom uh, webinar or Zoom meeting for your launches or some similar tool that give you, gives you an attendee list, you can take that attendee list and also add the people that actually showed up to your hot list. Now, if your hot list starts to get too long, and I'm talking about several hundred people or even thousands of people, then uh, you start to get a little bit more picky. So when we have a launch with 10, 15,000 signups, we do not create a hot list from all these people. So we start maybe a little bit later in the open cart phase to create the hot list, or we put in criteria that they have to have clicked to the sales page twice or three times or four times, you know, whatever you need to make sure that your hot list is not too long. So what do you do with a hot list? You reach out to people. Now, we have tried in the past to reach out to people over Messenger. We have sent possibly a private message. You know, my team has their own Facebook accounts and they will send a message. But those messages often land in the message requests. So the people do not see them unless you have friended them first. Now, if you have time to do that, to friend the people that join your Facebook group, and then you can send them a message later on, then you do that. But it might not be what you want to do. Not everyone wants to be friends, even if I just join a launch and a pop-up group, and then I get a sudden friend request from a stranger. Uh, it might not even be the person that is the coach, but their team member. Um, I'm not so sure I would accept it myself. And uh, so we have found it is better if you ask people to message you. So we can tag people in the Facebook group and ask them to message us because if they are the first to message, then if we know that their message being sent, we are constantly looking into message requests. So that's what my team is doing. If you don't like the method of reaching out over private messages, it really works. I can assure you, but you may not like that. Then you can email people. I remember one launch where we felt like, hmm, we could use a little push in the open card phase. We uh, split up a list among our team members and then everyone was just emailing from their email address. It was still a Sigrun.com email address, but it was from individual people to reach out to them. Now, your brain might be going, ooh, GDPR, GDPR, is that okay? Now, if you've got permission, upfront uh, with messages or emails, and that's clear, then this method is okay. But it also has to be something that suits you and your ideal client. But the key is you need to talk to people. Pick a method that fits you, that feels right, that doesn't feel sleazy. Um, and I know this is something that people uh, discuss a lot. 
that they don't find this method okay just to get a message. But find a way how you can talk to your client. You might even do a call out in a Facebook group that you're running and say, hey, we are offering some free sessions, complimentary sessions, breakthrough sessions. And you might not need to talk to everyone on your hot list, but you need to figure out what is going on. It's the fence sitters that will clearly tell you what could be going on. So right now, uh, one of my clients uh, is in a launch and she said, oh, things are not going the way I want. And I said to her, you have to talk to people. That's always my first answer. Are you talking to people? Do you really know what's going on in their head? What is holding them back? They will tell you. And we figured out that her promise was too big. So there's a lot of things that might be not going right in your launch, but there's no way to know really for sure unless you talk to people. So let's talk about a couple of things that might be going on. And I am assuming that you will find a way to talk to people, however you do it, over messengers, text messages, WhatsApp, uh, emails, uh, whatever. There are gazillion methods. In many cases, you are not talking to them in the way that resonates with them. This is what we call messaging. When you realize in the middle of a launch that your messaging is not what people want to hear or need to hear, they would like to hear it a different way. It's, it's got nothing to do with your program, really, and not even the price that many people think that the messaging might need to shift or change. And can you do this in the middle of a launch? Absolutely. How do you know what to say? <laughs> Again, you need to talk to people. And sometimes when you have been in a business a little bit longer, you can sense what's going on. For instance, I have launched at least twice when there was a heat wave. Then, assuming that my audience is also experiencing a heat wave, I can talk about that. I can talk about that, hey, this is not the right time to start the program, but you can you know, decide to start later or we have extended access to the program so that you can also repeat it. You know, there are many ways how you can address the fact that people may want to invest right now, but they don't want to start something right away because it's too hot. Uh, I rather want to enjoy the summer. There are many things. And the best way to do that is, again, talk to people. If you truly believe it's the price then you can have extended payment terms. It's not about lowering the price. You don't want to be doing that. But you can add a payment plan. And you can even on the last day of open cart, add an even more extended payment plan. You know, I've had launches, this was several years ago, where we had a upfront payment and then maybe we had a three pay or a six pay. And then on the close cart day, we added 12 pay. A word of caution here, the people who used the 12 pay were less likely to finish paying off. So you want to be careful before you offer that. It is very popular to offer 12 pay, but your program then has to be either lifetime access or actually a 12 month program. 
If you're offering an eight-week program or 10 weeks or 12 or even six weeks, you want to make sure all payments are made before the program is over. Otherwise, the likelihood of people making the last payment is very, very low. So typical excuses for people not buying is time and money. How do you solve the money thing? Typically with a payment plan, different payment options. And you might also have personalized options. So if we receive an email and then someone says, can I make a bank transfer or can I do this in two payments, one payment now and one next month, we don't create new order forms and start to advertise this to everybody. We solve it with this individual. I remember when I started online business, I was very much against all these adapting uh, things. But now I realize, hey, people need some help. They still want to join your program. And typically I've not had any issues with those special arrangements. In terms of time, it is must be clear to people when they join your program how much of a time investment it is. And I do know, Tis, when I'm selling programs that people realize, oh, this is a lot of work. Yeah, it has uh, possibly lower conversions. But I might just want that because I want to work with action takers. I don't want to work with people that uh, just want to put their feet up and hope they'll be rich overnight. No, they actually need to do the work. So typically in my programs, people need to invest an hour a day. But they're building their business. They're not just working on the program. They're, you know, And they achieve way more than they've ever achieved before. And you don't do that with 15, 20 minutes a day. So be upfront about it and rather don't play it down. Actually, I think for the same program, we used to say, oh, it's half an hour a day. But we adjusted when we realized, no, we don't want people to think it's half an hour when it's actually an hour. So be really honest, even though it might hurt your sales a little bit. At the end of the day, the reason why someone will not buy is because they don't believe they can do it. Normally, leading up to your launch, you need to address that. But if you're already in the launch and you're not having a lot of sales, how can you show people that they can do it? I don't want to use the word convincing because I'm not in the convincing business and I don't think you should be in the convincing business either. But what you can do in the middle of a launch during open cart is to showcase people that are like them that have been able to do it. So think about all your existing clients, even if they're from other programs, that's totally fine. You should just be transparent about them being from another program. But for instance, a mother with three young children. She would like to see another woman with three young children having been successful through this program. So we started to create a database of success stories. And if you've not started it, I highly suggest you do for your next launch is to start to create a list of success stories where there's different backgrounds. People have different experiences, corporate experiences, different experiences in terms of education, different uh, environments at home, different backgrounds, different countries, because people will use all kinds of excuses. Well, let's say the lizard brain will use all kinds of tricks on their brain 
to make sure they don't go outside their comfort zone. So if someone comes from a small country and they see success stories all from big countries, they will start to think to themselves, oh, someone from a small country cannot do this program and be successful. So it's up to you to start to show this. Now, you might be scrambling a little bit, uh, catching up with time if you're in the middle of a launch. So what you can do if you have an existing program with clients is to go in there and ask people to share. It was one of the most beautiful things that I started to do in my launches is I would go live or even just make a post in my existing program and said, we are in the middle of a launch right now and there are so many women that are a right fit for this program, but they're doubting themselves. They don't think they can, can do it. So could you do us a favor and come into our launch Facebook group and share your story? And then I waited and waited. And then the first person shared. And then the next person shared. And suddenly there were 20, 30 success stories. And it was not all about making money. It was about building confidence, getting out of the comfort zone, uh, getting more positive, uh, being able to buy a house, uh, being able to go on holiday, all these life-changing things that happen as a result of suddenly realize that you can do it. And so for many launches, we, we've not always done this. Uh, typically, I do this when there's like two days left of open cart, and I've allowed people to either come in and share a picture and then write up a little, like a mini blog post, or I've told them, you can just go live in our pop-up group. And then you're thinking to yourself, oh, I don't have enough success stories. Well, that's always going to be the case in the beginning if you are new at launching. But if you've launched several times, you're going to have a list of success stories, whether you have written them down or not. And people are always willing to help. Don't underestimate existing and past clients how helpful they can be in your launch. And then there are people watching on social media, not just in your close group, sharing success stories. So also you should have some conversion events as we call them. When you open cart, you shouldn't just hope that it's enough to make a few posts and emails. Conversion events typically for us is additional masterclass, for instance, where I summarize the launch training from the previous week. Or I do, for several years, I did a mastermind marathon where I did live one-on-one coaching for four hours. I stopped doing that after a while, but I saw a lot of other people take that on as well and, and use the same method. We interview past clients. Yes, we allow them also to post or go live on their own, but I also do live interviews during open cart. And what I highly recommend you do Typically on close card day or the day before, interview people who just joined your program. I suggested this to a client many years ago, and then I started to follow my own advice. And I noticed a huge shift when I do this. People really want to see what others are thinking. You know, if a lot of people are on the fence and they don't see any movement, even if they see a lot of past clients and they start to think, 
nobody spying. There's there's nobody, you know, coming over the fence. But if they see even an interview with one person, but I typically actually interview like three, four people in one go together. And it was funny that I will show up in red, even without me asking them. And then I asked them, what made you want to invest? Why did you join the program? What were your reservations? What made you jump over the fence? And people share that. It's both great for you because talk to people, (laughs) but also your fence sitters are watching and they're like, oh, this person is just like me and they just invested. Okay, I'm going to do that too. Then what we started several years ago is to tag people who buy and congratulate them on joining the program. We do this when people renew for another year inside our other programs. They are in a closed paid group already. And if they renew for another year, we celebrate them too. But new clients want to be celebrated. People are excited. And other people who are on the fence are excited to see that. It definitely boosts conversion to show that people are joining your program. And so it's important that you do this from the very beginning. Now, if you're opening cart and and not much is happening, you may want to wait until the next day to maybe post about two, three people that joined. And then if you have a lot of people joining, we don't do individual posts. We just tag a lot of people in one post. But definitely this has been massive for us really, because people want to see other people investing. They don't want to have the feeling like nobody's buying and therefore I shouldn't. Then we want to talk about bonuses. You can, when you realize in the middle of a launch, you can introduce a new bonus and these bonuses don't have to be ready. You can create them later. Some of them can be live. I remember a launch uh, where we suddenly realized that even though we were selling a program on how to create an online course, a program called Sompa Kickstart, that a lot of people didn't want to join the program unless they knew upfront what kind of course they would create. So how do you solve that? You do a conversion event in the middle of your launch. What's your course about? You show them how easy it is to figure out the course. That could be one option. Of course, that's not really a bonus, but in one of the launches, we decided, okay, we're not going to do a conversion event on how to create your course. We are going to ask people if they want gift A or B. So two uh, objections that we were experiencing in the open cart, even though the launch was going super well, We asked them if they wanted either to get a program where they learn how to coach without being a certified coach. And the other one was how to uh, create your course in one hour. And we sent this out as an email. Do you want gift A or gift B? Basically, do you want bonus A or bonus B? And then I had a conversion event where I summarized what we had done in the launch training previous week. And I asked them, which one do you want? So we got a lot of excitement. People were emailing us. People were messaging us. People were uh, commenting on the Facebook Live, which bonus they wanted. And it was actually pretty 50-50. So we didn't really have a winner. So I said it, hey, you're going to get both when you join us now. 
This is a super good way of figuring out if you're not sure which objection is more important. We knew that, hey, we kind of need to answer both here. So we kept on using it even in our last launch that we introduced this bonus later on. So you typically want to have a fast action bonus when you open cart. But if you're in the middle of open cart, you might want to introduce a mid cart bonus because typically in the middle of a cart, you have the least amount of sales. So here's how it goes. You have a 30% buy or 33% buy on open cart day, 33% on the close cart day. And in the middle over how many days you have, typically seven days open cart, 33% distributed. But in a right in the middle, especially if it's a weekend, sometimes you have no sales and that's totally okay. But if you add a mid card bonus, something you've realized, this could uh, pick up sales and you might even have the mid card bonus go away two days later. I generally don't do that because I don't like when bonuses go away because later on when we start, people start to talk about the bonuses inside the program, they... Uh, start to suddenly realize, oh, there's a bonus and I didn't get it. And then they email us and we have all this admin issues. So when we introduce the bonuses, every bonus except the fast action bonus on the webinar right in the beginning is available for everyone. You can also have a last day bonus. I generally don't do it, but if I am helping a client and we're trying to figure out how we can boost more sales, we can introduce some amazing bonus at the end. This could be an extra mastermind day with you or a one-on-one -on -one coaching call or whatever. It depends on the size of the launch, how many leads you have, how many sales you had already, but that's often kind of, you can bring a super duper bonus at the end. Typically your best bonus is the first one because you want this splash in the beginning. But if you're already in the middle of your open cart and you have the feeling you have not had that splash, Figure out what is the most important objection and your bonus should answer that objection. If people say, for instance, time, can you suddenly come up with a time saving trick, method, process that you have? Uh, or if you think the price is an issue, can you come up with a method where they can quickly make their money back, the investment? Think about this. An objection is an opportunity for you for a bonus. And in the next launch you do, you wanna answer all the objections upfront before you even open cart. When we do this well, we have a huge open cart. Sometimes open cart that is 50% of our whole sales because people are completely ready to buy because you've answered all the objections. Generally, you want to make your launch runway so good, the time before you actually launch, is that you do not have to deal with these issues in the open cart phase. And then you can think about making your open cart shorter once you've solved all those things. I highly recommend you don't shorten your open cart until you've really learned to launch. We still have open cart about seven days. This gives us also opportunity to offer calls, which was the next tip again talk to people. So we offer discovery calls. Now it's clear that the discovery calls are not free online business breakthrough sessions. They are there for people who are on the fence, 
Mostly, I've realized that they've already decided to buy, but they want the confirmation from us that this is the right thing for them. And we are not in the convincing business. And actually, in our last launch, it was so beautiful. We got so good feedback from people who took advantage of the calls, decided not to buy, but didn't feel pressured by us. And that's exactly what you want your ideal client to feel, that they can take the call without having this icky feeling that they're going to be pushed into something they don't want. And that's what we have been able to achieve. So we typically introduce the calls uh, mid-cart, more like towards the end. So maybe when there's two days left, so that we actually have at least two days to do the calls. We might close cart typically on a Thursday. And if needed, we can do behind the scenes calls afterwards on Friday. And talking about behind the scenes after close cart. You can sell after you close cart. A lot of people don't realize it or think it's somehow not okay. It's totally okay, but officially your cart is closed. So you are just talking to people from your hot list. People who have either reached out or you've reached out to them and you're getting response. They can still buy. We have people even buying two, three days later. We call them stragglers. <laughs> they come after, they're not fence sitters really, they're stragglers. They come afterwards. They're like, oh, I missed this. I missed the emails. I missed the whole thing. Can I still buy? But you can also still send out an email, for instance, the day after close card with a survey and ask them kindly in a nice way, why didn't you buy? Of course, you're not going to say it that way. You're going to say, I noticed that you didn't join my program. I would love to know the reason why. It could be time or money, but please elaborate a little bit more so that I can learn from it and make my next program even better. I'm not sure about the final thing, but I just added that now. (laughs) So basically, you ask softly. Typically, we have this in type form, and uh, it's just one question, open-end question, no checkboxes or anything like that. You really want their words. Again, it's all about messaging. When you can't really talk to everyone and maybe people don't want to hop on the phone with you, but they're filling out a survey. And then from the survey, you might realize, oh, there are a few ideal clients there and this was their issue why they didn't buy. You are allowed to reach out. That's why our service is optional that people leave a name and email address. They don't have to. We also do this anonymously, but we say, if you're interested, can we reach out? Do you want to get on the wait list for next time? Then they offer their email address and name so we can add them to the waitlist. Most people get on the waitlist right when you close cart and next time when you get and you start to talk about your program and you go into your launch runway. That's also when we see a big surge to our waitlist. And we actually don't call it a waitlist anymore. We call it notification list or insider list because we offer special bonuses to people on our insider list. And talking about that, If you want to do Samba Kickstart in the next round, we start again in January, you can already get on the insider list. So these were my tips for saving a failed launch and how to improve for the next launch. There's a lot of more things like this would go on and on forever, but the key is talk to people, let your bonuses answer objections, have past and current clients 
share their success stories and make sure you have a varied concept behind it so that people see themselves. Ask people who just joined to share why they joined so that the fence setters realize there are actually people buying. Put into your group, if you're using a Facebook group, congratulate people who have invested in themselves. This also again shows the fence setters that people are buying and it confirms to them that they should join too. And then do a survey afterwards why people didn't buy. People will tell you and then you can improve your launch next time. The most important part at the end is to do a launch review. The launches that look like the worst launches, maybe a launch where you had below 2% conversion, are the launches that are going to teach you the most lessons. I see this again and again, and I also know that from my own launches, when I have a super successful launch, I don't learn as much about launching because we're so happy. We still do a launch review and we talk about, oh, this worked well, this worked well, this worked well. Oh, we could have done this a little bit better. We're going to do this differently next time. We do this for every launch since 2017 and it's been a game changer. So do a launch debrief. But remember, a failed launch isn't a failed launch. It is your biggest lesson. It's a training for the next one. And I swear you, when you look back a year later, you will realize this is where I really learned to launch is the launch that taught you so many lessons. So be grateful for your failed or not failed launch. Failure is feedback. Good luck with your next launch. Have you already left a review for The Sigrun Show on Apple Podcasts? If you don't know how to leave a review, you can hop on over to the show notes at sigrun.com forward slash 453 for further instructions. Thank you for listening to The Sigrun Show. See you in the next episode.